Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of the uh, Marketing Matters Podcast by BSA Marketing. I don't know about you, David, but I'm starting to regret the idea of putting seasons into it because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, when do we finish Season 2? <laughs> Presumably at the end of end of the year. I well, thought... maybe, maybe that's what we should say. We'll, we'll finish to the end of the year. I think Season 1 we finished sort of halfway through August, but we'll worry about that when we come to it. But for now, we're on Season 2, Episode 19. And as usual, I'm... Or we just stay on Season 2 forever more. Maybe, maybe that would be the other alternative. But yeah, I'm sat here with, with my fellow podcaster, David Wright at Glossop Gasworks. So hi, David. Hi there. And today uh, we're sitting in a relatively rainy Glossop. It's been glorious for the last few weeks, but the, the rain is back. So I think autumn is finally here. But we thought today, moving on to the sort of the subject of the podcast, that I was encouraged by somebody to watch a film on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, which talked about the way social media operates. And actually the way that what it's doing is subtly selling our attention as, as users of social media to the highest bidder. And it was actually, it was... A film that was interviewing a lot of people who have been involved in the sort of development of these platforms so you have to sort of guess that they know what they were talking about but it was also the it went on to talk about the sort of the impacts that this uh, subtle selling of their attention has on people's lives and my first thought was wow that's really scary but then my second was well we're marketers we use social media so am I part of the problem and uh, so we thought it would be good to devote a, a podcast to, to talking about that. So, so, David, are we part of the problem? I think the first question is to ask whether or not there is a problem. Well, and, uh, and I think, um, obviously, it, it makes for good content and good press to talk about bad things. But I think that perhaps the issue isn't so much whether or not there's a problem. It's about what people's understanding is. And I think there is a... It, they do say this in, in the uh, documentary, and but it's a... I think it's something that everybody should pay heed to. And that is that if you're not paying for a product, then you probably are the product. And it's very easy to just assume that because you're getting something out of it that you like, that you aren't really conscious of the consequences of what somebody else is getting out of it. In this case, you know, what is Facebook getting out of giving you all of that or other social media platforms, obviously, but any of these platforms giving you all that functionality and all that ability to do the stuff you want to do. And and I think just as long as everybody's open about it, that I don't think it's so much about whether or not it's a problem, but do people understand it? And I think I think you're right. There's, do people understand it? And also, as with anything, it's not the tool that's necessarily the issue. It's it's how you use it. I mean, I, I watched another interesting film uh, called Radioactivity. It was all about Marie Curie and her in, in, uh, discovery, I was going to say invention, but discovery of, of radioactivity. And, and that was asking the question, on balance was that discovery has it was it good or bad for the world and the conclusion it I guess that I came to out of it was that on balance it's probably good but sometimes you can't measure it like that it's because it's, it is about what people do with it and I think social media is the same because there's no doubt that actually from a marketing perspective the fact that you now have all this data uh, on people that allows you to target your message much more effectively it does mean that actually marketing you can sort of point your marketing we were always talking about marketing needing to be targeted and relevant and it means that now you're advertising you can point it at people who are likely to be interested and on that level it should be less intrusive so on that basis the whole idea that social media platforms are sucking up data that allows us to target as a marketer to target more accurately is a good thing 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, but I think the problem is there is this psychological attachment to privacy and that we are, you know, privacy and freedom, particularly in, in our society, that we are entitled to privacy, we're entitled to do what we like when we like as long as we're not, not breaking the law and to, despite what anybody might say, have confidence in, in the people who make the laws that they are going to make laws that are fundamentally in our interests. And I think, you know, as I say, despite what everybody says, we are remarkably lucky in the, the West and in the UK to, that we do live in, in societies that are essentially focused in the right direction. Mm. And, but I think that it's... All of these things, you know, you mentioned radioactivity and, and you linked it with social media, which I think is an interesting connection. But but in both cases, they are just... That was just because of the fact it was two films. I, I, watched, know, I know, But they're both tools and, yeah. and tools can be used for good or for not so good. And I think that in both cases, we have examples of that's exactly how they have yeah. both been used. Yeah. And, and I think when you, when it, whatever you're talking about, and obviously we're talking about social media, it is around, I believe, it's around your motivation. If you're using, as we are, using it, social media as a tool to get our message across to people it's about the motivation behind that and ultimately do you believe that you will want to get that message across uh, because it will enhance their lives or make that enhance their lives sounds very sort of uh, grand but you know getting your message across to them will ultimately benefit them or will it benefit you and I think it's one of those things that in most cases it's going to be somewhere in between but actually if your ultimate motivation is you want to get your message to them because it's going to benefit you then I think that is when it becomes the motivation becomes a bit more iffy in terms of the sort of the. But a, but actually, you can't stop that. You can't. Yeah. You absolutely can't stop that. All you can do is, as was it Michael Jackson said, look at the man in the mirror. You know, you can you can look at yourself and what are you doing? You can't control what other people are doing, but what you can do is make sure that you're not becoming part of the problem and 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 basically. Look at make sure that what when you're uh, targeting stuff on social media that you are doing it for for the right reasons. Yeah, and, and uh, but but I think that that's true of of, of marketing. All you know has been forever that you go back to the, uh, the the days of the Wild West and the snake oil mm. salesman that people would stand up and try and sell their bottles of magic elixir, claiming that it had fantastic powers. It was a scam. It was a yeah. con. It was immoral, illegal, call it what you like. And I mean, I guess it's going on today in certain parts of the world when you look at, I don't know, rhino horn and all these animal parts. Again, that I believe we, a lot of people in, in the West believe that, that it is, it's a complete scam, but mm. it's, it's a very, very lucrative but, scam. Uh, but, but I think, the, the, as with all these things, there's this, the ends of the spectrum, aren't there? There's the absolute truths and there's the things that are obviously a scam. But it's the things in the middle where people use misdirection to, to try and get people's attention and to get them sort of talking to them. And that, ha- I mean, you, we've talked about this in the, this idea that you're always ranting on about why is it that marketers feel they have to mislead people to get them to talk to you and it is true that you know whether it's talking about salespeople saying i'm not selling anything i'm just wanting to do a survey when actually they are are selling something to you know people do use misinformation and misdirection in their marketing to try and get people's attention and i guess that's that's the gray area yeah and i i think it's i think it's not i think it's not true to say that i i 
say that marketers are misleading people. It's more that it's easy to get sucked into the into the, the view that to big up your product, service, whatever, to push the boundaries of what it can actually achieve, what you actually deliver, somehow make can make it more appealing. Mm. And and yes, ultimately you are sort of saying, you know, I'll sell it, I'll sell you five pounds for a pound because that should be easy. But then it, people have been down the, oh, well, he's selling me five pounds for a pound, so I'll buy one. Then they get disappointed because they realize it's not quite what they were led to or they feel they were led to believe. And so everybody becomes quite, quite cynical about the whole thing. And that's, that's where I think it's sad because ultimately, I mean, you use the word minute ago about saying it should be about delivering real genuine benefit to people Mm. and that's not whether I think I can benefit you but whether you feel benefited by by doing something and you know there are let's face it there are plenty of things that people do and really enjoy doing that I completely don't get Mm. but those people have received benefit the same thing wouldn't benefit me but so it it is subjective Mm. but I think we if if we can be focused on delivering for the receiver that's got to be a good thing yeah and and I think I guess we're we're quite lucky because as as a company we tend to work with people who do have a genuine story to tell and our job is about communicating that story and yes by all means we put the most positive spin we can put on that story but we do it with it we are able to do it within without having to sort of use hyperbole or or misdirection because they have a really good story to tell so the marketing is about telling that story Uh, and I think particularly when you have a product that you are or a service where it's well established and you are ultimately meeting somebody's needs it's just about convincing those people that your product can meet the, the needs that they have then that's one thing the other we do have some clients where it is more about changing their perceptions and, and making them realize that actually the way that they do things is maybe better than the traditional way of doing things so that is more of a concept marketing process and that's i think where the the risk of misdirection becomes more because it becomes less objective and much more subjective is the way you do it better than somebody else's yeah i think it's always harder if you're talking about something that your recipient the recipient of your message perhaps doesn't know about doesn't understand because you're effectively having to try and educate them and and so you've got a much lower starting a much earlier starting point in the process which which is harder and so again maybe there can be a an attraction to trying to get them to sit up and take notice more quickly but actually it's the danger there is that you start to over egg what it is that you're you're offering and ultimately that that there's a risk of, of disappointing them and I think that's which is where I mean we we have a philosophy that it's it is all about engagement rather than objective selling and and that's because if it's in, if there is a genuine connection a genuine benefit to be delivered then by using a a sort of philosophy of engagement then you're you're building people's awareness and understanding and and confidence in what you're what you're talking about whereas actually if you're if you're trying to to push it a little bit more or a lot more what you're trying to do is to try and get someone to almost do a a knee-jerk reaction to buy from you and think i've Mm. got to buy it now and then i'll worry about it later which okay it might get the sale but unless you really do deliver on on what you're promising you end up with dissatisfaction to some degree. Yeah, and and I think also this this when you're in a situation where you are the aim of your marketing is to 
shift people's perception in your direction which is ultimately one of the theme themes of the film was the idea that with social media that is their objective is you know their business model is to sell a, a process by which advertisers can subtly and continually shift social media users in the direction of, of what they... Well, no, I, I think I read the, the film, the documentary, a little bit differently. It was more that what social media, that their market, that their, their product, if you like, is an audience for advertisers. Mm. And so what their mission is, they need to keep people on their platform as much as possible mm. to grow the the level of audience and the fact that they are learning a lot, particularly in the social media uh, fields, they're learning a lot about their their users so they can use that information to help their customers, the advertisers target, then that that's an added benefit. That It's not just that they're deli- I can deliver you a big audience, but I can deliver you an audience where I can tell you whether or not they they fit with the sort of profile that you're looking for. But I think... The subliminal bit is, I think, much more about their own needs of building their audience to deliver to to their customers. How you, as a an advertiser on a social media platform, use that mm. um, in terms of the adverts that you put out and the messages that you put out—that's back down mm. to you a little bit. And but I think one of the things that you you or I feel you have to recognise when you're advertising on social media is that ultimately their business model is about getting people to pay for people's attention. And the way that they sell that business model is by demonstrating that, well, if you sell your advert, if you um, if you advertise on here, we will get a reaction out. You know, we will we'll, we will deliver that engagement, as you said. And I think you've got to be careful about thinking about, well, the, yes, you're getting engagement, but is that engagement actually delivering benefit to you? Or is it just delivering benefit to the... Because if you, if you put an advert on Facebook and you get loads of people liking it and commenting on it, and, but ultimately they're just doing that because they have been programmed by Facebook to, to do that, then that's not really... That's giving Facebook lots of benefits because it's reinforcing their business model, but it's not really giving you as a, a marketer or a, an advertiser that much benefit unless those people are actually genuinely engaging with you because they are interested in what you're you're selling not just because it's something new on facebook but i, th- I think that com- that that should entirely come down to your own marketing processes that you should be monitoring and tracking mm. how people do engage with you and i think yeah it's interesting that i mean i'm i'm not a big fan or a big user of facebook but you regularly get i regularly get stuff through it says a friend of yours wants you to like a page or something and i i look at that and i virtually never like it mm. because i don't think i don't think it's if it's particularly if it's people i know and i look at what it is they're asking me to like i think they haven't asked me to do that some <laughs> some algorithm as yeah. as and you know maybe that's just my cynicism but but i think yeah i i guess that's that's where what 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 you're getting at but it to me, it really does come down to common sense. It does come down to common sense, but I think it's something that you need, uh, in my view, you need to, when you are, you need, need to look beyond the initial engagement stats and look at saying, well, actually, are these people truly getting my message? Are they going in the right direction? Or is it just this sort of 
fluffy social media engagement or is it and but and i i, I mean i think we're in agreement that basically you need to look at the, the statistics more in depth and actually think about is this is this pointing moving people in the in the direction where they are becoming more committed to my product my brand my way of thinking those sorts of things yeah and i think fundamentally is it are we talking about engagement which i don't think we are or are we talking about interaction yeah and that's that's a good that's actually a good differentiation because i think actually what the social media platforms are after is interaction because that's the thing they can easily measure but actually what as a marketer you want is engagement and i think they are two very different things yeah um, yeah and 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 maybe uh, maybe that's a, a good a place to start winding it up and as usual when uh, when we sort of finish these we we try and come up with some ideas as to what you can sort of do if you if this has resonated with you uh, my, my first one would be and okay i'm it's a bit of a, a promo to uh, netflix because i think it's only available on netflix at the moment but if you haven't already and you've got access to netflix i would definitely if you're involved in uh, social media marketing i would go and have a and watch the the social dilemma because it is if nothing else it, it sort of gives you some of the insights into how social media works which can inform the way you, you do your marketing but if nothing else i think it does sort of also open eyes in terms of how what they're how they're operating and what their business models are it, it is i would be warned it is a little bit tongue-in-cheek in that it does kind of as these things do push reality more towards some extremes but i yeah, think it, yeah. it's making it's making a point yeah and it, and it was also quite entertaining as well oh it so, was yeah, yeah. yeah so david any any sort of uh, yeah i think back, back on on the business thing i think that i say this this quite regularly but don't ever see whether it's social media marketing or anything else don't see these things in isolation see it as part of a joined up process for your business Oh, is that it? That That's was it. That was, that yeah. was very short and concise. Uh, and I think the final one I would say is just sort of sit down and think about, look at the message that you're giving to people and, and ask yourself the question, am I pushing this message or am I promoting this message for my benefit or for my customer's benefit? Or hopefully those two are going to be not mutually exclusive. But just think about that. You know, why are you promote doing what you're doing? And and just ask the question, are my, you know, what benefits are my customers really getting out of this? Because A, it will f- inform around this debate, but also it can help in terms of sort of refining your message and actually identifying exactly what benefits customers, uh, your, your potential customers are getting out of it. Did you see how I got some sort of marketing into there as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I just finish off to pick up on what I was saying. And, you know, this might be something we'll, co- we'll come back to. But in terms of engagement, think about what experience your engagees, if that's a word, um, it is now. <laughs> are, are getting that a lot of this the, these these marketing tools that are banded around at the moment are fundamentally about driving traffic mm. and so it's one thing so let's say you're driving traffic to your website so okay you get visitors to your website great but what do they see when they get mm. there and uh, as i say i'm sure we'll come back to this in the future but getting people to your website is one thing getting them to uh, continue and develop their engagement and their relationship with you through what you have on your website is is something else mm. and so do make sure that your website is effectively part of your joined up communication yeah and it was very interesting actually the, the talking about websites and we will finish it on this one the importance of websites because actually it was uh, interesting at the end of the film it 
didn't give any social media or those sorts of links if you want to find more. It gave a web address. And I think that spoke volumes to me about that your website is the one piece of marketing collateral that you control, I won't say 100%, but certainly more than most. So actually by centering your marketing message on your website and then using social media to communicate that out to the people is probably a good a good model for uh, sort of structuring your your sort of your marketing resources so i suggest yeah we'll, we'll leave it there and as usual if you found this interesting uh, you'll find more of our podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing.com you'll find our written posts which we have started doing again and we'll go out on the email you'll find those at on our website at, at www.bsamarketing.com and you will find us on social media at BSA Marketing particularly on Twitter and LinkedIn so until next time we will say goodbye and happy marketing bye for now bye